0: Here are your hosts, Tim Lyons and Randy Engston.
1: All right, welcome back to the Built to Grow podcast. I am your host, Tim Lyons, and I'm joined in studio today by Randy, the Conquistador oh. of constructive criticism, Engston. What's mm. up, buddy? Ah, uh, how we doing? Good. Mouthful. Yeah, yeah, that was. I, it's definitely not going on a badge or a business card, that's for sure. Dude, we just gave away the Rogue Squat Rack. We did. What an awesome little sweepstakes we ran. Yeah, little sweepstakes and we're gonna do another one. So I know, I'm excited. So if you guys are listening. Go join the marketing talk with fitness professionals Facebook group. That's where we that's our private Facebook group where we talk all things marketing, a little bit of business in there, but mostly marketing, and we give away cool stuff.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, this round we conducted a survey. We want to know a little bit about the the businesses that we're working with and the industry as the a whole. Industry, yeah, we got a lot of great information, and yep. in exchange we gave away a rogue rack. So
1: who doesn't like a rogue rack? Well, Corey did apparently. Corey won. Yeah, I'm waiting to hear back from Corey. So. Corey, Corey won. He's on the clock. He's got 24 hours. All last right. night. So great episode today, guys. I want to go over a lot of these little acronyms that we talk about in marketing and business in general and talk about them, define them. And so you guys understand there's a lot of things to look at, but we're going to try to, we boiled it down to about 10 different column KPIs, key performance indicator metrics, things that you should be looking at when it comes to marketing as far as the effectiveness of your campaigns. Yep, exactly. And there's a lot to go over. So let's just jump right into it. I know people like to get to the nuts and bolts. So we're going to go through these and we're going to describe what they are, what they mean, how to use them, where you should be looking to find this information and why it's important. So number one. Okay. So a lot of us are running campaigns and it could be on other platforms could be Google, pay click AdWords, whatever, YouTube, but mostly people, everybody that we speak with is kind of living in that ads manager on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Facebook and Instagram. Yep. And so there's a lot of data there and you can actually customize what you're looking at using the customized column drop down tab over towards the right. If you want to customize your preview of your ads uh, campaigns to kind of see what th- the key metrics we're going to go over. So you make sure that you're seeing this stuff and why. So. Okay. Number one, conversion rates. So there's several different types of conversion rates that you should be aware of when you're running campaigns. And number one would be conversion rate at the ad level. And what I mean by conversion rate at the ad level is what percentage of people are clicking on the ad to go to the next step. Mm -hmm. From impressions to clicks. Right. So they saw the ad, Mm -hmm. they clicked on it. That uh, metric is called CTR, click through rate. And it's shown in a percentage. It's shown in a percentage in the ads manager and you'll see anything from like 1% to 3%, 1.4%. Those are all convert click-through rates, which would be considered a conversion rate. So you showed your ad, X amount of people clicked on it. Let's just call it 2% of the people that saw the ad clicked on it. So it's a 2% conversion rate. Mm-hmm. Okay, easy peasy. That's step one. You showed the ad, somebody took action and clicked on it. Okay, next step would be, where you're driving them to. Okay. Correct. So you could be doing it to a Facebook lead ad. You could be doing it to a landing page. It could be a messenger ad. But they let's could. just say, for instance, you're sending people to a landing page or a website that has a built in conversion rate within it. So when somebody hits that landing page, you want them to do something. Correct. Yeah. Typically, it's to opt in or at least mm-hmm. start the process of giving you their information.
2: Yeah. When Tim says opt in, that's exactly what he means. It's, it's, it's a gate, right? In order to continue, either get something of value, they need to leave certain information, usually name, phone number, and email address. So when they do that, that's where we conversion
1: took place. Yep. So at the landing page level, you're going to have, let's just say an impression, which we, somebody saw the landing page, and Mm -hmm. then you're going to have a conversion rate there of people that gave you their information and moved on to the next step. Yeah. So that's, let's just say, 5%. 5%. Well, I mean, I'm just throwing numbers out. Every campaign is going to be different. We, mm-hmm. The one we just ran was over 57%. We've had plenty of campaigns that are two to 5%. Yeah. It depends on the purpose and what we're trying to accomplish. Yep. So what that means is for every, let's just say hundred people, five people moved on. Correct. Okay. So that's a 5% conversion rate. Okay. Next would be whatever the next step is in the process. So let's just say it's to book a time to come in or book a call you're going to have a conversion rate there. So they gave you their information and then they saw the next step which is book a call or book a time to come in for a consultation. That again is just a conversion rate at that next yep. step. So okay. 5 people click through from the first 100, so that's 5% and then 3 people moved on, so that's what 60 60%. 60% mm-hmm. Okay. So then you have Let's just say somebody was booking for a consultation, and then you've got your show rate. So again, technically, it's a conversion rate. Did they book the appointment, and then they showed up X amount of people? So let's just say you had 10 people book an appointment, five of them showed up, you have a 50% conversion rate. Yep. Okay? Pretty easy. This should all make total, total sense. Okay, so now the last step would be sales conversion. Mm -hmm. Okay, so obviously the next step of the thing is like they show up. Did you sell them? So- one out of the three sold, so that's 33%. 33%. Okay.
2: Sometimes you have two of those. And just to S- speak to your our typical environment, so a lot of times we convert into a trial, first conversion, and then into a membership. So you
1: might have two sales conversion steps there as well. Yep, exactly. So again, this is generic in nature on purpose mm-hmm. because every campaign is different. Mm-hmm. Like if I sent somebody to a landing page that had a video on it, And the goal was to have them watch the video. What percentage, what's the conversion rate of the people that watch the whole video? Mm -hmm. Or a percentage of the video. I mean, there's a million things that Mm -hmm. we could get into. But again,
2: it's the understanding of the conversion percentages at each level that we're getting to.
1: Okay. Next thing I want to talk about would be CPM. You're going to see this acronym living on the ads manager or Google ads platform. And it's basically cost per 1000 impressions. This number can vary by a lot of things. Number one, inventory. Mm-hmm. So if there's X, there's not an unlimited amount of inventory, so if there's other advertisers pushing into that market that you're trying to show impressions in, that CPM might grow. If your ads aren't getting a lot of engagement, they're going to bump up your CPM and mm-hmm. not show your stuff as much. So your relevancy? Relevancy, yep how engaged the audience is with the information that you're bringing
2: across. That's all going to affect your CPM.
1: CPM's the most underutilized metric. Now, it's not something that you can really, I guess, adjust on your own. Yeah, on the fly. Mm-hmm. On the fly. I mean, it, it's, it's a like reflection. A, it's,
2: like an inder- it's an indicator of success almost. Like, it works with relevancy. Yeah, there's a lot of factors. But like you said, it, it's after the fact. It's, it's how well is this performing. Yeah. It's a tough thing to explain, but I understand what you mean.
1: So basically, it's a number that shows up based on the... What's what's happening? So mm-hmm. it's telling you after the fact, okay? So CPM, I would challenge people if you've been running ads anytime from fifteen two thousand fifteen on to now, go backwards and go to two thousand fifteen and go look at what your CPMS oh, were. Yeah. You'll be you unfortunately were... disappointed on how cheap the CPMS were back in the day, oiled because there wasn't a whole lot of people advertising yet.
2: And the, the, to talk to that real quickly, mm-hmm. something that a lot of fitness experts and people that we talk about marketing in the fitness realm. Something you guys need to understand is you're a brick and mortar that's speaking to a limited audience in a specific area. Your competition on the ad platform is not just your competition in fitness. This is something that you know you have to think of your marketplace almost like a it always convert or relate it to like a classified section of a newspaper or something. There's only so many ads that can be shown on that square footage, that audience that you're speaking to. So your local plumber your real estate agent, attorneys in the area, or anybody else who might be targeting that same audience is going to be competing for that same representation. So those, that level of competition is going to affect your CPM as well. So exactly. it's not just fitness.
1: Yep, good, great point. Yep. And the other thing to think about is, what is your competition? Like at the gym level, what are they willing to spend? And what are you willing mm-hmm. to spend? You can outspend other your competitors, your actual gym competitors, you can outspend people. It, it'll turn them off, right? It's mm-hmm. like, man, my CPM is so damn high, it doesn't make any sense because I'm not getting any impressions here. Mm-hmm. So you can outspend people. You can, we always talk about the gym that's willing to spend the most to acquire a client wins. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And we'll get into that, obviously. I mean, the more you know your numbers, <laughs> yep. okay. the more you can play. So that acronym was CPM, per 1000 Impressions. Okay. Another metric, CPC, C. PC, cost per click. Now, let's just say you spent $100 today and you got 20 clicks on your ad. So by default, again, it's a post performance metric. what I say? 20, 20 clicks. Mm-hmm. Okay, so $5 a click. CPC is $5, okay? And that's just an indicator of how many clicks and then your total spend for the day or whatever, the lifetime of it and your cost per click, okay? A lot of ad platforms, boast about cost per click. Mm -hmm. And there's display network ads that you can push out to apps like the Weather Channel or CNN app or ESPN app, and you could throw a banner on there and you can get really, really cheap cost per click, like in the pennies, like 8 cents, 10 cents. I would tell you though, it's a really poor performing platform to use. I've tested it. We've got thousands of visitors and they were just did nothing converted. Yeah. So you got to always look at your the entire funnel, if you will. And when I'm saying funnel, I'm not talking about click funnels. I'm talking about the, the, the process of somebody not knowing you to becoming a buyer and all the steps in between technically is what we would define as your funnel, mm-hmm. the process that they take. Okay, And look at the total cost of the acquisition. Where the end goal is always to acquire a client, not the lead, mm-hmm. not the click. None of that stuff matters until you get to an actual, you're generating revenue.
2: It's the reason we're in business. There's more memberships,
1: right? Like right. that's how you grow your business. Right. It doesn't
2: matter how many people leave their information
1: if you can't take it that next step. Yep.
0: Hey, Tim Lance here. And I just want to give a quick shout out to everyone out there surviving the day-to-day chaos of the fitness business. You know, you're showing up every day and you got people counting on you. I know it's not easy, but you're doing it. So keep on going. But listen, if you feel like it's getting to be too much, and you wanted to get some support so you can get out of the struggle and get to into real growth, then I highly recommend that you check out our eight-week ProFit Business Accelerator program at winninggym.com grow. Go check it out, sign up, and let's get you on track for some easy wins and get back to growth mode. All right, once again, the link is winninggym.com grow. And now back to the show.
1: And then that leads us to CPA, which is cost per acquisition. That's exactly what we're just talking about. Take your total marketing spend and you could even roll in the baked in items like we talked about in the last episode, the t-shirt, the water bottle, the other goodies. Maybe you're giving away supplements when somebody signs up. That's all a cost that goes into the CPA, which is your cost per acquisition. And when we define acquisition, that's a final member, not necessarily a trial, but there is a cost per acquisition at the trial Mm -hmm. level. There's a cost per acquisition at the membership level that you should be aware of. And we talked about customer lifetime value, CLV. That's the overall number you need to understand that that would tell you if what you're doing is generating an ROI or not. Again, we just use two acronyms like you know, (laughs) CLV, customer lifetime value, ROI, return on investment, right? Mm -hmm. So take all the money that you just put into a particular campaign and divide that by the amount of acquired clients. And that's your cost per acquisition. And if it is healthy and it's less than, let's just say, three months of your monthly revenue, you're on a top, right? Yeah, it's a winning, it's a, a consistently winning campaign. Yep. So, mm-hmm. client lifetime value, we've talked about it probably 15 times on this, this podcast. Yeah. It's that important. You got to know what your customer's worth to your business. So, if you're, again, we use this kind of these round numbers. If a client spends $200 a month with you and they stay in your business, say, on average, 18 months, that client lifetime value of that, average clients worth $3,600. What are you willing to spend to acquire a $3,600 asset to your business?
2: Yeah, we just did a podcast episode on that. What should I spend in marketing cost? And if you haven't listened to that, that will be a deeper breakdown of that explanation right there.
1: Right. So those are the marketing metrics that I would look at. Let's just review them again. Conversion rates at at every Every level, level. every Mm -hmm. step of the funnel, cost per click, click-through rate, cost per CPM, cost per 1000 impressions. Oh, one last one we didn't talk about cost per lead. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. So the cost per lead is early in the process, cost per CPL, cost per lead. That's how many people opted in that we talked about a second ago that gave you their information as to proceed with the process. Mm-hmm. So if I spent a thousand dollars and I got 20 leads, is that $50 a lead? I don't know. I'm throwing numbers. I, <laughs> we really put ourselves on the spot with this. We map. Should, yeah, we should have like a calculator lying around Man, or something. But we should. <laughs> I feel like we've done pretty good though.
2: Between the two of us, we should be able to get through those. Yeah. So cost per lead. That, cost per lead is something just to touch on real quickly because the objective of your campaign is going to be an indication of where you should be focused on these things as well. If your objective, now granted, if you gather a lead, you internally, right, there is a acquisition and a conversion sales process there that needs to, you need to be tracking but in the marketing side of things let's say you're running a opt-in funnel for a pre, somebody's opting in for a piece of value that you're giving them that cost per lead again back to the offer and what you're presenting to the marketplace is going to be a big difference when it comes to the cost per lead if you're giving away an ebook or something of something for free you're going to have a lot lower cost per lead than if you're Clients are, or if your prospects are opting in for a sales funnel, where let's say you're selling a a trial online or a challenge online, those costs per leads they're going to be different. And then you have to understand the task at hand. What is the objective that this marketing campaign is trying to do? And so, don't get hung up on the cost per lead. And we know a lot of marketers are are really big. And hey, you know, I'll get you the cheapest cost per lead. There's still a lot of work based on conversion rates after that so just understand the marketing the premise behind your marketing campaign and where the work needs to go in order to acquire a client in the back end because that's a the cost per lead can be it's a beautiful thing
1: but at the end of the day that's not somebody in your business yeah the value of the lead defines how what it's worth right the val i mean I, that, that makes no sense <laughs> at all obviously the value is what it's worth but the point is the offer or the hook that they're coming into your ecosystem whatever that is is going to define how valuable that client is let's get this right on the table early on and just say if somebody's opting in for a 30 day sweepstakes to win an annual membership and you're getting dollar 50 leads that person is just trying to win something mm-hmm. for free okay now, go back to the old school 1994, and we're doing these lead boxes, and you're going to put your information in and try to win a membership mm-hmm. at LA Fitness or wherever. You might even still- You still, still, st- still see them drop your business card We saw, in here we saw this in Australia. Australia. We still, did. We're still hard with the lead boxes. Everywhere. We're, that is just the same thing as taking it online and just saying doing it digitally, but- how valuable are those leads? They're trying to win something. So the caveat is, well, you know what? You call every single lead. You didn't win, but I'm still going to offer you a free week. Great. You can play the game if you want. You're going to have a lot of fun on your hands trying to get people to show up and do all that fun stuff. It's a play. I could tell you if you ever ran that, you're going to get some cheap leads. And if you want to take a screenshot and post that, well, happy for you. Great. You got 500
2: leads for a dollar. Yeah. How many of those people are showing up? How many of those people are walking in your facility, yeah. having a consultation, actually interested in joining a new membership? Yeah. It's going to be a very small and pay, percentage.
1: And paying for it. And
2: paying for it. Exactly.
0: Yeah.
1: I mean, there's something to be said about having opportunities. And if you've got a great sales team that can go take that list and dive into it and not let those people off the hook and keep pounding them. if you want to be the hard sales guy, sure. You can probably peel out some revenue out of that. And we talked about a lot of work in the temperature of your club at times there, you know, energy
2: breeds energy. I know we've talked about this in other podcasts, depending on the, the premise behind your campaign and what you're trying to accomplish for your facility. Sometimes a lot lower quality leads or lower cost memberships and things like that is the focus. You just need bodies in the gym. This is slighted more towards the
1: numbers game as opposed to the, Quality. ideal quality avatar quality client. Group. If you had, we went back, go back a few podcast episodes to talk about the offers. Okay. So we have a whole episode dedicated to different styles of offers, when to run them. Um, in fact, we've got some great feedback on, uh, some of our clients they post online, like, Hey, hey I listened to that episode. I did what you said. And boom, we, you know, we had like 25 new clients this month, just doing that one thing. There's a time and place for every mm-hmm. single offer out there. The best quality of the ones coming in on something paid. I'm going to be honest, the best quality clients, that, as far as the ones that aren't tough to convert, like they're really easy. The, banner, the banner ones. The banner yeah. ones. <laughs> mm-hmm. We just, when, when was that two episodes ago? We just talked about the 20X campaign. Mm-hmm. They drive by, they see the, the offer and they drive in and say, hey, I want that offer. And we sign them up within five minutes. They've signed up for a $350 annual membership. Yeah,
2: exactly. Think of the intent of the individual that's leaving their information or walking in your facility or buying something online. The individual who you're going to have the least resistance around is the individual who knows the exactly what they want. They're here to buy. They've sought you out. They went to your website. They took the initiative that's the easiest sell of everybody as opposed to the other end of the spectrum where somebody's opting in for something for free. Now your team has to go do the work to try and convert those individuals, show them what you have to offer, touch on their pain points, and almost like convince, guide them, educate them that this is the solution to their problem. Yeah. The most aware versus the most unaware and the, where the work goes in in order to, to complete that conversion.
1: Yeah. The whole point of this, guys, was to kind of educate, and that's what we do in this sh- on this show anyway. I wanted to go over some of these metrics that we look at and that you should be aware of. I mean, maybe you're not the one physically managing your campaigns, but at least you know about them now. You can go back and remember these. Maybe we should just do a list of these in the show notes. Sure. we maybe get with the, with the coaches and kind of create this little, I don't know, quick cheat sheet. Yeah, we can make it look a little asset cheat sheet. Mm-hmm. So that's what this episode is about. I'm excited to let you know. I'm going to give you a little teaser. We've got uh, Zach, my fitness director, coming up on an, on, in a future episode. Uh, not the next one, probably the one after that. We're going to give you guys an inside, kind of other side of the, of the desk perspective from my fitness director here at Pulse Fitness and how he sees and eyes the business mm-hmm. and how he thinks And if you're a gym owner, you're going to want to tune into this because when you hear Zach talk, I know I've talked about him quite a bit. When you hear how he thinks, he thinks like a gym owner and it's in your best interest to listen to this and try to find somebody like Zach. Because when you have a Zach, when you have a fitness director that's business oriented, not just a coach, understands sales, but also understands business and the direction of the business, that's when you can remove yourself from that role. And he said it earlier. He goes, if you don't have somebody, guess what? The, Tim, you'd be sucked back in yep. every yep. week. You'd it be going back, back in. And I owe everything to him to allow me to get out of this in the day-to-day operations. It's because of the way he thinks and the way he acts and, and just the person he is. So I I, I just wanted to kind of give you that heads up that that's coming up. That's going to be a lot of value coming with that one. That's going to yeah. be a great episode. Yeah, I can't wait to share that stuff with you. So guys... That's it for this episode. Uh hopefully you understood what we were talking about. I know it sounded like a different language yeah. sometimes. It, well,
2: and if it confuses you guys, jump on a call. Like that's this is what we're here for. We are here to help you guys understand this stuff, make the changes in your business, move the needle forward, and eventually step into that
1: business owner role. How do they book a call, Randy? Oh, that's
2: you know, that's a great question, Tim. It's pf dot com slash call. You'll be on the other end of the phone with me. And then we can run through. I'll ask you some of these questions. The one thing I wanted to point out before we release them is when you understand the conversion rates, like Tim said, from the front to the back, you can take your campaign and you might not know exactly how to go set all this stuff up. But once it's set up and it's running, conversion rates are going to tell you where the problem is in your campaign as well. So when it comes time for you to look at your process and say, like we talked about in previous episodes, right? Everybody converts at 80%. That's what they think is a sales conversion. All right. When somebody sits down is a prospect, you know, they're interested in our services, 80% converting to, to members. Well, if that's true, your conversion percentages on paper will show that. And if that's not the case, then that's the area of your business you need to shine the light on. Conversion rates are where you need to put that
1: light in order to really clean up the success of your marketing campaigns. Perfect. All right. So we'll end on that, guys. Until next episode, keep changing lives. We'll see you. Take care. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode of the Build to grow podcast. And if you're not subscribed already, be sure to go ahead and click that button right now. And if you found value in this episode, I'd love it if you do me a quick favor and rate and review the podcast on the Apple podcast app. See this lets the platform know that I'm doing something right and people like the content. It would be a huge, huge help. And I would be very grateful until next time. Keep building something great. We'll see you on the next show.